tonight could be, in fact, that night. On this morning edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, Nick Fairbanks will be joining me on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast as for the first time in over 10 years, the Florida Panthers have an opportunity to clinch a playoff series. And for the first time, hopefully in 26 years, they'll be able to officially clinch as well. Let's roll. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to this Friday, May 13th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at monoman 12 Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also follow the national show, Locked On NHL, and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the postseason activities around the National Hockey League. So Florida Panther fans, like I said at the top, for the first time in 10 years, the Florida Panthers have an opportunity to clinch a playoff series and 26 years that they can actually get the job done. And the Florida Panthers, they have they 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 found ways to <laughs> even with an 0 16 power play Throughout the series, they still found ways to win games. I mean, it's still pretty, not really hard to believe that they came back from 3 nothing down against Washington because that's something we've seen all season. But it's still, it's still crazy to think that they did this in the postseason when we all heard the noise of, can they do it? But they, each, game that you play through it's an individual test one game at a time right here you it's like taking an exam throughout your throughout your time in school and you pass one test at a time and they passed that test and it's on to the next one and right now the florida panthers have their opportunity tonight 7 30 on tbs for the people outside of the region bally sports florida for anyone in South Florida. So it 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 could tonight's episode's called Tonight Could Be the Night. And tonight could very well, in fact, be that night. So I'm going to bring in my guest on the show. He is he is a multiple multiple time guest on the show. It is a Friday. It is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Nick Fairbanks is back. Nick, how are you, buddy? A uh, couple things. Uh, feels like I'm not off this roller coaster yet. Um, I have a feeling if um, you know tonight goes as well as we hope it goes, then uh, you know we'll be at the top peak again, only to wait for the second round to start and then start coming down that roller coaster hill again. So um, definitely a lot of emotions 
definitely had a lot of emotions on Wednesday night. Um, I think uh, after the Capitals made it three nothing, I think uh, to be honest, in a playoff game, was ready to pack it in. But then Carter Verhage, who has been doing everything he can this series, shows up, scores a big goal, then slides some sauce over to Hornquist to make it three two, and then it was on. I don't think that I've been on a roller coaster ride like this for a long time. I think the last time it probably was was about 10 years ago, game seven, uh, when um, Sean Bergenheim actually put a shot on Martin Brodeur and Marcel Gotch was right there for the rebound. And that is probably my most memorable Panther uh, memory right now. And just having that feeling again to be able to express the joy and everything that this game brings it was missed. So I'm, I'm very hopeful that tonight is the night and that we can move on from here and just take this, as you said, one test, one game at a time. Yeah. And especially with how the Florida Panthers were able to just the last time around that they were in DC played their best game possibly of the series in, in that road game. Uh, That was the start of Andrew Burnett making those shifts of his lines and defensive pairings and forward forward pairings. And it's crazy how last time around they played their best game and <laughs> there was an opportunity for them to even drop that one and go down three, one. And I, I kind of think about that is like, man, the, if, if, uh, if uh, Hathaway misses that empty net right after, at the end of game four, and of course, the Florida Panthers come back. And if Game Five went the way it did, our mindset, even in Game Five, being down three-one, if the Panthers were down three-one, I, I that would have been a different type of feeling, of course, versus being tied two-two. It'd be a, I, I said, I said, I said it after, after game, after regulation in Game Four. It, I was, I was kind of like Ron Burgundy in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> that would have been. That would have been way worse had 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 the Capitals not missed that empty net opportunity in Game Four. But here we are, up three two versus down three two in that situation, and not having to climb climb all the way back with like no room no, no room for error. I'm not I'm not, and this isn't me trying to say that that make those errors and it's all good because you don't want you <laughs> some some behind the curtain stuff. We we all we all talk about when I'm saying bye to everyone coming back to Orlando, we we say, see you for game one, see you for game one, see you for game one. <laughs> nobody nobody wants this to come back to sunrise. Nobody. So get it done tonight and get a little rest. And we anticipate hopefully, and the win we hope we anticipate the winner of. Tampa Bay Toronto which that was a thrilling game last night where mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Lightning came back to win it and there'll be a game 7 in Toronto but man just right there for the taking Nick It is and it, it's it's kind of unnerving at the same time because you know this team has only made the playoffs maybe a handful of times so you know I I think a lot of fans are on edge you know like us we want the best or we hope the best um but at the same time, you know, you, you can't shake that on 
a characteristic feeling of, you know, is, is this real? Is this really going to happen? Um, and one of the things that I always point to, or at least I pointed to since game four was good teams never quit. Good teams make their own luck. Whether the Hathaway empty netter miss was, you know, the Panthers, you know, creating that luck or maybe the NHL gods made luck, but you have to be good to be lucky or lucky to be good. So I happen to think that that was somewhat of an omen and that they were going to get the game tied up and eventually win. I also think it was an omen game five that they were able to come back and score five straight to win that game. There's just too many things that are going on that are positive right now that maybe you just can't stop this momentum. Do you want to come back to Sunrise for a game seven? Absolutely not. But the thing is, what has this team done all season? They always come back after a, a loss or, you know, they come back after being down. So if that is the case, if for whatever reason, whatever happens tonight, they do not win game six, game seven will be in a crazy packed arena. And it's going to be insane. So hopefully we close out in six, maybe not back here at Sunrise, but you never know. The team, team has been resilient all year. No doubt. And game five proved to be just another one. And you said how FLA Live Arena will be insane if there's a game seven. And as I was making my drive back to Orlando after game five, I was just thinking about the energy in the building. Even even before even before the game started and seeing how Stanley C. Panther banging on the banging on the drum and the whole arena chanting, let's go Panthers and Andrew Imber getting ready to introduce the team to the ice. And it's just like, it like sends shiver down my spines a little bit. Not like, not going to lie uh, with how loud that arena has gotten throughout these first three home games uh, throughout the series. And it's just, it's just been incredible. And cats fans, once again, props to you, you guys have, have brought it in, in this series, but we're going to transition over to the next segment where we're going to talk about some individual awards, possible heart trophy nominees is there a florida panther there is there not maybe you have heard maybe you haven't but we're going to discuss that more in the next segment of here on lock on panthers but first we're going to tell you all about built bars and it built bar is introducing the birthday cake puff imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein that is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Bill. Just received a birthday cake puffs and I've never had anything like this before. They're available right now and we can promise that there will be they will be there tomorrow. So go get them today at built.com. And if you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a secret because that's what friends do. A chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar. Yeah, you heard me. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Make every day your birthday with Bill's birthday cake puffs. Built has gotten the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake enrobed in 100% white chocolate and added sprinkles. Go to thebuilt.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Second segment here on this live morning edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Nick Fairbanks here from pantherparkway.com joining me on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. So, Nick, the 
Hart Trophy nominees have been announced yesterday. Just as I was getting home, I was looking at it and I I just shook my head when I saw it. Mm-hmm. And let me read it for the people who haven't heard uh, the, who the nominees are. The, the, fellow, the following nominee finalists for the Hart Memorial Trophy are Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, and Igor Shesterkin of, of the New York Rangers. And the guy who we've been raving about all season, who's had a career year, who's also playing for a new contract too, Jonathan Huberdeau, is not even a finalist for the Hart Trophy. And honestly, it's a... Uh, it's asinine in my in my opinion. It's it's insane how he's had this much of a of a great season. And really when I think about also Barkoff being out for a good stretch of time in the season, that he's not even a finalist for the Hart Trophy. And I'm just I'm I was just shaking my head in disappointment in disappointment, but I was more of a disappointed, not surprised based on on what I saw. Your thoughts, sir? Uh, definitely disappointed when uh, I found out that news. Um, and I'll be honest with Cat fans. Um, I think the only player that I would probably not put in the heart conversation this year is probably Connor McDavid. I mean, I understand that he's there every year and that he's the whole Edmonton Oilers team. I mean, outside of Drysaddle, but come on. I mean, uh, Matthews is just going to be there. Um, honestly, I think he's got the press in his back pocket. Sorry to be so transparent like that, but I think we've seen it uh, on social media. Um, and then you have Igor Shosturkin, who arguably had one of the best um, goaltending seasons um, in history. Um, you know, definitely, I would say top five, top ten. And then you have Jonathan Uberdo, who plays in a small market, doesn't get a lot of press, and then doesn't even, you know, gets chided for not playing defense. Um I have to think what the Panthers record or how they're, how they would have played if he was out this season. I mean, I know he was out for a couple of games as far as, you know, Hey, we're protecting the players for the playoffs, but you know, I'm pretty sure Barkoff was out for a stretch of time. I'm pretty sure he was shuffled around other lines just to make sure that things were working or to, you know, balance out the lines and everything. But he still ended up with 115 points on this team and carried them through probably one of the, you know, hardest stretches that they had, especially going into, you know, the COVID um, stretch where they had to be off for a week, you know, almost two weeks. And just everything that he means to this team. Uh, if Barkoff wasn't going, Huberto was going to pick up the slack. And on top of that, he's unselfish. I mean, we, we get on him that he passes too much, but I mean, damn, does he make it look good when he does uh, complete a pass and everything. But just imagine this Panthers team without him maybe all season and then compare it to Austin Matthews when he was out for part of the season with uh, an injury, Maple Leafs didn't lose ground. They actually won most of their games without him. Um, but, you know, I understand where Matthews is, you know, the, the love for Matthews is coming from because he scores big goals. And I'm a big guy who loves, you know, seeing, you know, uh, wrist shots, slap shots, or even just pretty goals being scored. But, you know, I don't believe Matthews ever showed up against the Panthers. Huberto did, mm-hmm. but you know, they don't give awards out for, you know, playing against the Panthers, but I, I will say that it, it is a little surprising that he wasn't in the top three and that McDavid again gets a shoe in just because 
he's the only player on the um, Oilers outside of Dreisaitl. But maybe this will light a fire under him again going into next season. I know you said that he's playing for a contract. You know, if I was Bill Zito, I would extend him this summer. But who knows? Maybe Zito will wait to see if this was an aberration as well um, to see if uh, <laughs> see if he doesn't pay him like $11 million a year. So just just food for thought. I think I actually think quite the opposite. I think uh, I think if you're Bill Zito, you want to do it immediate and not have the season play out for 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 Huberto, um, because I think if you were to get the win win the Art Ross and of course be a Hart Trophy finalist and even win it, that would be more leverage on the side of Huberto. But of course, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault a player for wanting to get his pay. So mm-hmm. I, I, that but I, I think of it from a cap perspective. For, for flexibility with the team. And I, I think if you're thinking of a cap hit for Huberto, it's likely equal to Barkov. If, if it, in they are 1A and 1B on, on this team of importance. They're, they're both just, just as important. I mean, you, your best score versus your best, versus your best distributor. It's just a, it's just a good combination for, for these two. And they've proven it over, proven it over the years. So, it might be more leverage actually on the side of Bill Zito that he might want to do it immediately um, mm-hmm. as soon as July 1st hits for, for the Panthers. So, and I have a, I'm very, I'm always iffy on whether goalies should win heart trophies, MVPs, just like in baseball as well with pitchers mm-hmm. because they don't always play every day. But I did see, I was just looking at Igor Sesterkin's numbers versus Georgiev's numbers mm-hmm. and it's a massive difference too so i could see kind of why um Shesterkin is up there too even though i i don't think he'll i don't think Shesterkin will win it i but i think that i think i i'm, I'm always very iffy because it depends on what the sample size of games is for goal for goalies and how much how big of a difference but in Shesterkin's case it's wide when it when it comes mm-hmm. to him and georgiev yeah, and we we already know who's going to win the Hart Trophy. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, okay? It, 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 if you haven't been paying attention, I think uh, it's been known since probably about February that it was going to you know be this particular player. But um, Georgiev will probably win the Vesna. You know, Shosturkin. Uh, you mean? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Shosturkin. I'm sorry. I had George on my on my mind. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but yeah, Shostorkin will definitely win the Vesna, and uh, that's most deserved. Um, but I, I'm actually quite interested to see, you know, the other awards that are going to come out. You know, I know we're not going to hear about Jack Adams until after the first round here, so hopefully we'll hear early next week that uh, Bruno will be a part of the three uh, that will be nominated there. And, um, you know, I I would love this Florida team to be recognized for the season that they were able to put together and not get snubbed. I mean – yeah, Uberto got snubbed for being a finalist, but it doesn't mean that the rest of the organization deserves to be snubbed for the season that they were able to put together and the pieces that they were able to put together as well. Yeah, and same thing with the Jim Gregory Award for uh, Bill Zito. Um, Lou Lamorello won it last season, and and that's another one that um, we probably won't hear for another few days. And uh, getting Claude Giroux and Ben Sherratt, I mean, and if they were to advance past the round, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who else uh, the the league could give it to after he fell behind. After he didn't win it uh, last year for for the Panthers, and when you're when you're a Presidents Trophy winning team, there has to be some kind of recognition uh, league wide based on the on the work that 
that that they've done but mm-hmm. but i mean i think they also see it as like a balance of the of the team as well because this is this this team is very balanced like especially in their top nine especially so maybe that's how 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 people outside of the panthers see i mean it's crazy sometimes the the when people ask ask talk to me who don't watch the panthers every day asking me about the panthers and I, I I got a text message the other day from someone who's not on Twitter asking me what's wrong with Bobrovsky and I'm just I'm just thinking huh? I'm just like what I'm like what do you mean he's like what's wrong with Bobrovsky he's letting in a lot of goals I'm like and I'm thinking in my head, head before responding I'm just thinking he's he's been fine he's been he's been doing well I mean yeah so so I was I was I was thinking it's like yeah he, there's a few of deflection goals going in. Uh, in game five, there's only really one that maybe you could have put blame on him, whether he failed to glove the puck down. But but he's been fine. But it just goes to show that the the the, the eyes aren't completely always on this team. I mean, of course, if they advance further in further rounds, of course, it narrows it down to, of course, you 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 are watching this team. So it just also goes to show the, the attention that this uh, franchise gets in this team. Sorry for my puzzled look, and I'm trying to collect my thoughts on this, but has Bobrovsky been – I think he's been probably the least worrisome player mm-hmm. on this series. Um, I think we can worry about Barkov, to be honest. I'm still waiting for him to really show up and dominate and take over a game, and I really hope it's tonight. Huberto has been – yeah, uh, has been missing uh, from time to time. Carter Verhage is the one that's been picking up all the slack. Third line has played well uh, when it's needed to. Bobrovsky, you know, you and I said it coming in. We said he was ready, and he has shown that he he is the guy. Um, you know, as you said, has he put in? Has he let in a couple of soft goals? Things that um, <laughs> that he maybe shouldn't have. Sure, I mean, but hasn't the capital goalies and haven't other goalies in other series and everything? But he's made saves that he's needed to to. I guess, create the opportunity for the Panthers to win. And he did that in um, game four, to be honest. I mean, if it wasn't him making those big saves, uh, especially um, I I forget who it was on the breakaway towards the end of the game where it allowed the Panthers to come back and actually score, um, this could have been a different conversation. You and I could be, oh, well, we won game five. We're going to game six, still down three, two, like still, you know, kind of like in the, uh, bottom slope of a roller coaster, but no, we're we're up here, and he is a big reason why. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, there's going to be those fans out there that are not watching or not paying attention, and still going to ask those questions. I wish they would have asked that question maybe two years ago, like what's wrong with Bobrovsky. But yep. right right now, no, th- this is the best version of Bob that we've seen, and I cannot wait to see if if or when we move on to the next round, what level he's going to be on then. Mm. The, po- the opponent's going to be a little uh, tougher, that's for sure, uh, That for for the Panthers, whoever they face. And they don't even know. They don't know who, who that is just yet. But we're going to transition over to the next segment. Where we're going to talk more about the Stanley Cup playoffs and, of course, preview a little bit of Game 6 for tonight, 7.30 at Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bet Online. And our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, 
Stanley Cup playoffs, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continuous source for all your sports wagering information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks here on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. And Nick, uh, the I, I hope I hope some of you listening out there got to catch that Toronto Maple Leafs Tampa Bay Lightning finish uh, last night. Didn't I? Didn't get to see that game until the third period after. But I tell people, regardless of who wins we should want this to go that series to go all the way to seven and we got it we we, we got it on the other side and just for for people who didn't watch maple leafs were up three two um going into the third period the tampa bay lightning score on a five on three nikita kucherov scores and the uh, austin matthews trips and then michael bunting looks like it tips it into his own net to uh and then they zoom into Maple Leaf Square, and one person caught my I one person caught my eye in the crowd immediately as that goal scored, like someone taking off their Leafs jersey, like all right there, and then just walking away. And now we have three game sevens on Saturday so far. Just uh, so a four thirty game, a seven o'clock, and a and a ten o'clock game. Uh, Edmonton, LA is going seven. At Maple Leafs, uh, Maple Leafs, Lightning, and uh, Boston, Carolina, just. Cancel your plans uh, this Saturday, as they said it on 32 Thoughts uh, this morning. Uh, cancel your plans this weekend. And, man, perfect scenario for the Panthers, wouldn't you say? If they take care of business tonight, yes, most yes. definitely. Um, two things I want to say about that is, number one, um, I think you and I both knew what was going to happen last night. It, it's tradition <laughs> every year uh, for a particular Canadian team to do what they did last night. And I thought you put it very politely that Austin Matthews tripped. He just fell over. I I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, really? Like he's falling over like that, and then all of a sudden, it leads to that? I mean, come on, man. Like, you're the heart. You're going to be the heart winner. And you're choke again. It's it's synonymous every single year with this team, and it's <sighs> Saturday is going to be a fun game. I personally, I know we've talked about it. We want to play the Lightning to get retribution for last year, but also our path to the Cup. We want to beat the champs. We want to take over Florida, um, and that would be great and everything. Um, but also, you know, we we kind of want to keep going with the jokes of, hey, Florida was able to get out of the first round, hopefully. But the Leafs still are choking, and they, they you know, they, they do this every year. So, I don't know. It, we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I, I had to get that kind of in there. Yeah, for, for sure. And for uh, – now let's get to uh, game six for, for the Florida Panthers versus the Washington Capitals. Uh Mason Marchment did not travel with the team uh, up to mm-hmm. D.C., so he is officially out for the Florida Panthers against the the Washington Capitals uh, on on Friday night. And uh, just refreshing my Twitter feed real quick to see what the 
the Washington Capitals are doing at morning skate because their morning skate is currently going on while the Florida Panthers have a morning skate at 1130 today at Capital One Arena. And as of two minutes ago, Samantha Pell of the Washington Post says that Tom Wilson is not at Capitals morning skate uh, this morning, but he was skating individually on his own. So, of course, uh, if you're skating on your own, but then not skating with the team, chances are he's not playing, but you never know what Peter Laviolette could say in the in the press conference uh, af- after the fact. But chances are Tom Wilson's not going to be playing tonight for the Washington Capitals. Flor- uh, Florida, of course, like I said, Mason Marchment not not be- not playing tonight, and uh, for the Panthers, just continuing to roll those lines like they did these last uh, few few days uh, ever since Game Four just has been incredible. The the player, the one player that has just Outside of Carver Hagee, I mean, Carver Hagee has doubled the amount of points of anyone on the team. The next closest mm-hmm. is five uh, for, the, for the Panthers. But, uh, man, th- this guy just sticks out to me so much, and it's Gustav Forsling. It, yes. It's just the, the, the way he's been playing, and not, that Uyghur-Forsling line has just and, – and we we crapped on Uyghur the, the first uh, three games of, the, uh, of this series. But, man, <laughs> he, he's, been, he's been a lot better since going with Gus Forsling – being on his natural side as well, and just they're they're able better able to complement each other's game, and of course with Schrott and Ekblad, their their sizes are very similar as well, so that also uh, plays a big factor into that. So, man, it, it's a credit to Bruno once again for shaking up things when when needed to, and man, again, like we said earlier, it's right there for the taking for this team. It is, and. Uh, one player that I, I want to be mentioned, and I know I mentioned it on Twitter uh, for the first period of uh, game five was Maxime Mammon. Uh, hadn't played all series, but he came in and he was the most notable, most noticeable Panther on the ice besides Bobrovsky. Um, he was coming in, he was hitting, he was using his speed, he was using his body, he was winning puck battles. He was the only Panther winning puck battles, but, you know, he was gaining possession time and zone time for the Panthers when they couldn't get it. So he was the only one that was actually going for the game plan of dump and chase and trying to win puck battles. So um very happy with his addition to the lineup. I know everybody wants to see uh, Lamborghini right now, but um I don't think this is his series or his game. Um, nothing against him or anything. I just think that right now uh, the Panthers need big bodies and people who can possess the puck and win those board battles. I just don't think Lomberg has that place right now in this series. Now, when it comes to Toronto or, let's say, Tampa in the next round, if the Panthers do advance, um, I could see him getting back into the lineup because we'll need more speed and more tenacity, um, you know, his his type of game uh, against those type of teams. But, um, yeah, I just – we'll see what happens. I I mean, Tom Wilson, you know – I think somebody in the Washington area said that he has a pretty substantial injury and I don't think he's going to be coming back this series at all, if at all the playoffs, which is a benefit for the Panthers. But I also don't see the Capitals dropping off too much without him in the lineup. So definitely have to keep their heads on a swivel and also um, need need to play their best regardless. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm glad you brought up. I'm glad you brought up Ryan Lomberg and you brought up um, and you spoke about Max and Mammon and all. And Max and Mammon versus Ryan Lomberg. I think about where Mammon could be placed into the lineup. With he could play on the left wing and he could play on the right wing as well. While Lomberg is mostly on 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 the left side and he hasn't had that flexibility. And he had 
he hasn't been placed up and down in the lineup. At, at one point in the season, Max Mammon has played top top minutes with Alexander Barkov, and of course, that the purpose of that was to not destroy the chemistry between Barkov and Verhage on that line. Um, yep. When when Duclair is what shifted shifted down, but also. I, I think I, I think about that part of it. So you're not mixing. It, it's not just affecting one line. It's affecting the different lines around the lineup. And Max and Mammon's on the third line. I, I don't see Ryan Lomberg being anywhere above the fourth fourth line for this team. And I, I think I just think Mammon's flexibility, even if he's not getting on the scoring, the the other 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 players on his same line, it doesn't disrupt the chemistry for for them. And Anton Lundell and uh, Sam Reinhart as as well. I mean, Sam Reinhart has been incredible in this series as well, getting uh, getting uh, a, a goal like right in front of the net. Thank two two tying two, goals, two tying goals. Uh, mm-hmm. One in game four, and then and then one in game five. Thanks to Carver Hage poking it, and then uh, and then Reinhart finishing. But you, you think about that with Maxim Emin, and that's kind of what he brings to the table. So. I think it's the right decision to put Max in Mammon. I don't expect him to score, but hey, you never know. The the like you said, he was winning board battles and the board the board battles and the 50-50 pucks pucks in the beginning of game five, everything was going to the Capitals and just uh-huh. he, um and then just mid midway through the second period, it would it just it just flipped uh for the Panthers and uh Max and Mammon was bringing a lot of that early and helping the Panthers at least get a little bit of confidence. So he was one last thing about Mammon. Um, so he kind of had the Sam Bennett thing going on where he, the team was allowing, or the Capitals were allowing him to carry the puck through the neutral zone and then be able to go into the offensive zone. But one thing that he was doing that Sam Bennett has failed to do basically all series. And it's kind of making me pull my hair out is let's get the puck deep. You know, I understand if you have possession and everything like that, but if you're going on one on three or one on four, dump it down and start making havoc, creating havoc behind their goal and everything. Get allow your team to, uh, you know, get in position to actually retrieve a puck. Um, I have a feeling that, you know, the Bennett has done that so much or hasn't done that so much that this caused turnovers and it hasn't allowed the Panthers to create pressure like they've wanted to, where Mammon understands his job of carrying the puck and then dumping it down and then trying to win a board battle to basically hem the Capitals in. So uh, it was very refreshing to see that. And I think that's kind of what allowed the Panthers to kind of get their footing in and uh, start to get zone time. And also if there's tired bodies on the ice, you have an opportunity to make a change on the other side. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it's not something quick where the Capitals catch the Panthers in a line change going the other way. And the Panthers have um, eliminated some of the, rushes for the Washington Capitals going the other way uh, other way as well so credit to the Panthers for being a lot better in the neutral zone uh throughout the last uh two games uh and just do the same thing that you did in game four and and just when you hold them to 16 shots on goal uh you're doing so you're definitely doing something right and once again credit to Bruno credit to Bruno the this whole series for making the necessary adjustments and we were on this uh yeah, down roller coaster of emotions, and now we're here. <laughs> hopefully, just like the incredible Hulk ride at uh Islands of Adventure, hopefully, it's more of that that launch, uh, right there. Once, uh, ho- once hopefully the Panthers uh clinch the series uh tonight, um, at Capital One Arena in Washington, DC. But Nick, 
I want to thank you once again for joining this Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Hopefully, hopefully we're having a fun post-celebration. All of us Panther fans, w- w- whether you're listening on YouTube, following the account on Twitter, or even if you're not on any of these devices that you are celebrating, hopefully that we are having a celebration and that we are celebrating a playoff drought for the first time in 26, excuse me, clinching a playoff series for the first time in 26 years. But Nick, thank you once again and tell everybody where they can find you online. Armando, thank you again for having me on for another Fairbanks Friday and two points I want to bring up before I uh, have the Twitter handle. Number one, it's uh, Friday the 13th. So I hope that means something good for the Florida Panthers, um, breaking curses and breaking things that um, unfortunately have plagued this organization for a while. And then secondly, I hope this Fairbanks Friday session is going to be a memorable one as the Panthers do move on to the second round after this evening. So um, I want to thank you again for having me on uh, every Friday. Basically, it's it's been fun. Um, hope we can continue to do it and everything. But um, as fans, if you guys are not following me, I am on Twitter at Prudentia Zero. And also you can follow my work on PantherParkway.com. And we will be releasing an article at around 12 p.m. to kind of preview uh going into game six and what this season's meant. So, um, Armando, again, thank you for having me on. Absolutely, Nick. And follow the show account as well, LO underscore FLA Panthers, where in about an hour we will be updating you uh, for stuff from Morning Skate for the Florida Panthers. So f- make sure to follow, follow the account and, of course, follow here as we will ha- be having a post-game show celebratory or not based on the result tonight we will be having a show tonight but nick thank you once again thank you let's do it let's go panthers go cats and if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the locked on florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed make sure to subscribe to locked on nhl and the crosscheck nhl show with andrew berkshire and mary clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to Locked On Fancy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the experts of your fantasy team. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.